0: Welcome to Tony's Take Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 129. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have off-road gray-blue navy Andy.
1: That's five colors in one. <laughs> I don't know what color shirt uh, that 129, is. that's, is that... I feel like we already did 129. It just seems like when we get up there, like...
0: Yeah, 128 was okay. uh, the Wheel Talk Boys. All right, 129. That was a happy hour pod. And uh, we also have Tony Katz in studio. Yes, we do. And uh, this is our sports pod. But yeah, if you uh, missed it last week on a... Looks like it probably came out Friday, wherever you're listening. The happy hour with the Wheel Talk Boys. You're going to want to check that one out. Yeah, a lot of sports in there. So that's, Yeah, it's basically a, yeah. a sports with a, a little bit we'll of just, what it's... What our first like. time—that was our first time having
2: a happy hour where it was mostly sports chatter. Because you know there are people out there that do also really like sports. It seems like we're always talking entertainment or about those people, but it was nice to actually have some sports talk with another person.
1: Yeah, and we got into other things, so it's not of course, to yeah, that,
2: but yeah. But so if you're listening to this right now,
1: then this you probably would have
0: enjoyed strictly sports. And yeah, that one you'll like the uh, the first half or so is about all sports, give or take. Uh, But what do you guys say we start over and uh, talk some sports from this week? Now, some big stuff was announced. I'm talking notable games for the NBA. It's almost here,
2: guys. It's almost NBA
0: season. So, yeah,
2: some of the notable games we already talked about a few last week when we talked about the opening night game, which which is going to be Pelicans against the Raptors. You get to see Zion on opening night, and you get to see the Raptors get their rings. And then it'll have the Lakers-Clippers game, which – they're just getting straight to it. Not even going to make you wait a few weeks to finally see those two those two teams match up. They're going straight for it the opening night. But then, Give the uh, people what they want. But then some of the other games that were uh, notable games of people that got traded and are going to go back to the city they used to play for is... Uh, on, this is in no order, by the way, either. It's just uh, how these are right here. But uh, Rockets at Thunder. So, of course, you get to see... Uh, Russell Westbrook, who's now in Houston, get to go back to Oklahoma City. And Chris Paul's on the Thunder. Will he still be on the Thunder January 9th? I'm not sure. But as of right now, he is. And then the other uh, – this one will be a fun one. Clippers at Raptors. Kawhi Leonard going back to Toronto December 11th. And I, I imagine he gets a warm ovation. You can't give him anything short of that.
1: I mean, we saw Kevin Durant got uh, cheered for getting hurt, so – there's gonna be a few uh, dickheads out there, we'll say, but yeah, yeah, mostly positive. I'm, doesn't he get his? No, they usually give you your ring. When yeah, you that's go. true. And
2: I, I actually feel like it'll be a big moment there. They'll be they'll be excited for that. And then uh, November 27th, Nets at Celtics. See Kyrie Irving go back to Boston. Now that will be some booze, I think, because he definitely he's hated. Yeah. Not seem like he left there in a very good way. He wanted out. He, uh, and then, you know, I know he had some issues with some teammates or some teammates didn't really care for him. So he'll go out there that night and be pissed off. And I'll tell you what, I think that night the Celtics, I mean, this is way early, obviously. This, this game's is not for another three months, but, or four months, not three months, but I think the Celtics will actually take care of business that night. I feel like Kemba Walker and company will thrive with Irving coming into town. You're not a believer in Spencer Dinwiddie? Yeah, not, with, not when they don't have Durant yet. I He might drop 40. <clears throat> I'm not sure yet. And then another one, which will just be kind of an exciting young game, is uh, November 14th when the Mavericks go and play the Knicks in New York. Uh, you'll get to see... Uh, Kevin Knox. Yeah. He's the star of the game, I'm sure of it. Also, uh, some guy named Porzingis, who didn't play at all last year for the oh. Knicks, gets to go back there and play for him. Get to see some Luka Doncic. Uh, Dirk Navinzi's Ghost will be out there, I'm sure, somewhere. And uh, Mark Cuban will have a T-shirt. It's going to be great. Yeah, it'll be, <laughs> be a good you never time. know what color be. I hope he has a T-shirt. And then uh, here's one that I know uh, Sean and I will be excited for. November 27th, which I feel like has to be around Thanksgiving. Sounds like it. Uh, Lakers at Pelicans. So we get to see Anthony Davis it's going go down. back to New Orleans, and we get to see a little Zion. I imagine that'll be the... First time the Lakers get to face Zion, where you'll get to see LeBron on the same court with Zion. Obviously, as long as you know, knock on wood, no injuries in that first month for either of those guys. But you never know.
1: Brandon Ingram might punch a guy. Brandon he Ingram did it last year. That's why
2: I actually didn't even think about the fact that it will be also Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and uh, Josh Hart all getting to play oh, their yeah. uh, former team. So that'll be a that'll be a bloodbath. I think that night be a good game, and then the last one. November 15th, Jazz go to the Grizzlies. Mike Conley gets to go back to Memphis. Out of all the games, this is by far the one that's kind of like, eh, but we get to see John Morant, which will be exciting. He's uh, I was actually just looking the other day about the favorites to win uh, Rookie of the Year this year, and believe it or not, Zion's not a huge favorite. He was only like minus 125 or something like that. Because
1: so. hmm. that team has more depth than the Grizzlies right yeah, now. So don't have a lot of guards. John
2: Morant's the second one at 2.5 to 1 odds, so... Might uh might be some value in John Morant. Cause he might have to just do mostly all of the damage uh for the Grizzlies and he'll get a lot of the numbers. But uh yeah, that's uh pretty much that for like the big notable games. So uh it's gonna be a hell of a season. Yeah, I'm mean, I'm really looking forward to it. This is the first time in a long time that I've been uh really anticipating the start of the NBA season. Yeah. There are so, also some
1: uh notable changes to the NBA schedule this year with um, start times for national TV games, where the the West Coast games now, when they're on national TV, will be on start at seven o'clock rather than seven thirty. Mm. So it'll, it's a big deal to people going to the games. Yeah, traffic. So like, I, I know, you know it's a lot harder to get. Like if you when go, I go to an LA Lippers game, and, yeah, yeah,
2: or even a Golden State game, they're gonna have a new arena down in San Francisco. Yeah, all those teams. I think Portland already does start at that point. Yeah, some of those teams. That are right on the cusp of it. Maybe not so much Portland, but it's like Denver. And uh, sometimes Houston, I feel like, will start games. It's like mostly 6.30 for them, which is well, still like an 8.30 start yeah. there. Because I think Houston's two hours ahead. Yeah. So, But then, but Denver will usually have some 7 o'clock starts. But I think they've had 7.30 ones at home before.
1: Yeah, but so basically the national TV games won't start after 7 o'clock now because...
2: They're saying nobody stays up to watch and them. I was, And I bet you one of the big things that people probably don't stay up really to watch is, and this is, I bet you some of it has to do with, I don't know who's the big person in this, if it's ESPN or TNT or whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised also if it's the TNT stuff because they always do that post-game show after yeah. with Shaq and Kenny and Chuck and uh, Johnson. And it's like a lot of those 7.30 games, it's because they always finish for that first game start. So really those 7.30 games don't end up starting sometimes to like 7.45. Mm-hmm. And then those games end up being two and a half hours those games are done at 10.30, that's, like, yeah, if you're in the middle of the country, it's, you're looking at 12.30, 11.30, 1.30, anywhere at that time, and then those guys still have to do the post-game show, and it's like, I'm pretty sure that studio's in Atlanta, right? Yeah. So you're looking at, most of the time, they do that post-game show at, what, one in the morning?
1: Yeah, but I don't
2: think a lot of those people even live in Atlanta. <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, I know they just so hop right back like, on yeah. a plane, and they go to bed, and they're in L.A. in six hours, four hours, or whatever yeah. it is, but... My point is, though, is it's like those guys are tired still. Like, you're depending on these guys giving you a good post-game show for half hour to an hour at one in the morning sometimes, so. Yeah. Well, they said one of the problems, they had some uh, declining ratings last
1: year because of LeBron being on the West Coast. Mm. So his games weren't – So a lot of, like, East Coast people would never even stay up, even though it was LeBron. Yeah, you you just get the highlights
0: on Instagram the next morning.
1: Yeah, so – I think they're trying to help, but it's, you know, it's a benefit for them. It hurts us over here in the West Coast.
0: That's
2: going to hurt their ratings regardless, having because LeBron in the West, that means a lot of times LeBron doesn't get to start till like – actually, but then I feel like – I take that back. I feel like that would almost help because it's like if LeBron's not starting till 10 o'clock East Coast time, it's like you're a big basketball fan. You want to watch LeBron James play and because maybe if he's on the East Coast, then it was just kind of like – Denver and Utah. It's like if you're on the East Coast, you're like, I don't care about that game. But there's
1: just there's still more eyes on the early games, regardless.
2: Oh yeah, of course. And even so. in the West Coast, because I mean, these games are finishing still sometimes at 10, ten, ten thirty for us. I mean, I know we watched, we've watched a couple games. The three of us here, and Sean's more of the early bird compared to Andy and I when it comes to watching these games. I know there's been a few times where you've called it a quiz, especially when it
0: turns into like a yeah. bunch of fouls being called in the fourth quarter and four seconds on the clock and easily yeah, jump you, up to a forty minutes. I, I
2: remember there was for sure a game this past year where we were all watching together and it was like a good game too, but it was just it was already like ten thirty and or ten fifteen and or so and yeah, fouls start getting called and teams go into the bonus early. I, I feel like what was it, Lakers and Clippers last year when I wanna say either I forget if it was Lakers or Clippers, but one of them got into the bonus with eleven minutes to go in the fourth. It was like a minute in, and there was a couple inbound fouls and stuff, and... catch <clears throat> so up for
0: a long night. Might have
2: been the night where my pizza
1: got eaten eaten off the counter. Not by, by a human. Doc? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, it, it's amazing how it's always you. It's always me? That is, like, the food is out. It's, it's yours. No, it's not
1: always me. <laughs> it's happened twice. Some big stories, I know, but it's
2: <laughs> happened to other people, too.
0: Well, I mean, the bigger stories. Oh, yeah. Bowser stole a you know, piece of crust. Okay, well, Not that big. anyway,
2: you know, most of these people don't know who Bowser is or who any of that is. Check so out our Instagram, tonys.take. Not, none of that matters, but, yeah, that'll be good for the basketball season. I'm excited. should be good.
0: I can't wait. I also can't wait to get my hands on 2K. That's going to be sick.
2: Yeah. yeah, that'll be fun.
0: We've do, been you, do you think uh, Kevin Durant's
1: even in the game? <laughs> You just try to play? Like, no, no sorry. No, you can't play him. Or Thompson. Yeah. That'll be rough. You have to play the classic teams just to get to play as Klay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Probably. All-time Warriors. Yeah. Would Durant be on the all-time Warriors? Now, that is a real question right there. Is it? I bet he would be. Three seasons, two finals, MVPs. I think he makes it. Yeah. <laughs> Zaza on the other hand should be on there yeah I think, <laughs> like I, I think he's a shoo yeah
0: he never gets off the bench but like he'll put his foot out to the trip people or something yep. that's what you're getting from yeah. him alright well should we uh, move it on to uh, some NFL preseason talk yeah I think yes. we should we uh, do we want to start with the
2: actual games that happened this past weekend or do we want to yeah, start with yeah I think with, that's uh, what you can talk about here alright so uh, <clears throat> a few of the games actually when I say a few of them they've all played now everyone's played one game and uh, I was, uh, anyone that was listening last week, you know, I talked a little bit about the betting in preseason because you don't think, oh, I'll bet on preseason football because it's funny, I even said that to my, my buddy the other day. I told him that, hey, I haven't bet in about a month and I got my feet back in the water on Saturday and I was like, I did one bet, it was a preseason football game and he kind of laughed and was like, wow, you're uh, the first bet you're doing since you've gotten back is a preseason game. I said, well, hey, believe it or not, it's like I've been listening to a lot of these – gambling experts and they say preseason you can make a good amount of money and uh sure enough i went by what i had talked about last week we're saying how the 49ers were a team that would be good to bet on because they have quarterback depth because they had injuries last year to garoppolo so bethard and uh mullins both got action last year and sure enough both those guys played on uh saturday and they were against the cowboys who was a team that i said is a team to not bet on and bet against because they just don't have quarterback depth and Turned out to work out great. I had the Niners minus three and a half points, so they had to win by four for those of you out there that uh, don't understand the lingo of when you're giving a team points. And they ended up uh, winning the game 17 to nine. And the Cowboys actually had first and goal at the four-yard line with 25 seconds left in the game. And the quarterback depth came through for me because they're... I imagine he's like a third or 4 string quarterback through four straight incompletions on the four yard line. So they were looked like they were about to do a backdoor cover, but thankfully for me, they didn't felt good to get a nice W again under my belt. But uh, yeah. So i was saying the Niners are a team to kind of look at this preseason. And then the other big teams, the Ravens who uh we talked about had won like 13 straight preseason games and they made it 14 straight with a 29 zero win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And That's, yeah. then another notable one was the Raiders were actually the biggest favorite of the weekend. They were up as high as five and a half point favorites over the Rams, which is very high for preseason. And it actually dropped back down to four and a half, but it didn't matter because the Raiders won 14 to three. And uh, you'll get to watch that on Hard Knocks. This, I mean, this is Tuesday. We're recording here. So this evening comes out. You get to see some of the highlights of that game and the insight.
1: Well, Already be showing that game?
2: Yeah. It's only like a week before? Yeah, it's everything that happened like the week before. So I think that's why it comes out on Tuesdays is then after that game, they do a couple days of editing and stuff. So everything you're watching on that episode was from like the week prior. So we'll probably get to see a little bit of Antonio Brown's helmet crying stuff, which we will get into. Yeah, But uh, the other team I want to talk about really quick was uh, we got to see uh, the Cleveland Browns actually did look pretty good. Baker Mayfield did one drive and I want to say he... I'm, Going with this from what I briefly remember, but it was somewhere around the neighborhood of about like six for seven on the drive or something like that. And for like 67 yards or 70 yards and a touchdown. So he looked pretty good. And uh, a couple other starters I know around the league, like I think, uh, I can't think of off the top of my head, but like a few other. Kyler starters. Murray
1: had a really good Did he? one drive. Same thing, like six for seven Yeah,
2: touchdown. So that's right. They play the Chargers. So you probably might've seen a little bit of highlights in that, but A lot of the, I can't remember, like I said off the top of my head, but it was a few of the games that their starters actually did get the job done on that first drive, marching the field, got the touchdown, and then that's it for them. So focus on that also because it will get to a point where a lot of these starters are starting to play like a whole half and stuff. Maybe not the Tom Brady's of the world or the Drew Brees's, but Baker Mayfield will probably get a full half in in one of these games. Either week two or three is usually when they start doing that more. Yeah, although
1: I think the the big, you know, the big guys, the older guys, aren't going to really play.
2: So yeah, no, I agree. And a lot, especially when it's like running backs. So and stuff. yeah, you're going to see a lot of the younger
1: guys will will get more time. But yeah, don't expect Drew Brees or anything, Russell Wilson, or do we even expect
2: Dak Prescott? Ooh, that's a good uh, transition. As of right now, I would say yes, because I think he did play on. Uh, <laughs> okay. On uh the game the other day. But
1: will he play a full half
2: at all in this preseason? Cause, that I don't know. Uh, he's uh, looking to get paid. He is. He was offered thirty million a year for how many years? Andy, <laughs> do you know?
1: It was like thirty million, but I don't know. I, think I don't know. Five, the extent I think of the always, years, but I imagine it's got to be years. Be around don't four or five. matter in football because there's always like. I think. I think it was. Um,
2: I want to say at least like a hundred million guaranteed because that's what really matters. And, yeah, the guaranteed money. That's why those players want yeah. those long contracts. That's why Le'Veon Bell wanted to get out of town because he didn't want the he didn't like the year by year because he's like, what if I get hurt? You know, I need security. Even though he's made, yeah. But whenever yeah. they
1: sign the deals, they're always like
2: eight years or something. But then like the smart guy comes in and like, well,
1: actually, there's really only this much guaranteed. So after three years, you know, the bonus is over and that kind of shit. So, so I don't know if anyone really gets a huge like really a true long-term deal that like like Kirk Cousins I know he got just like I think straight 3 year 30 million per year that's what he got from the Vikings last year just that's all guaranteed there's no like fake shit in it it just that's what you're going to get like a you know a basketball contract or something but yeah yeah the point is Prescott wants more than that he feels he's you know up there with the elite quarterbacks I guess cuz you know you'd you'd consider Cousins in that second tier yeah, he's not. He's 100%. not one of the top guys, but that's what you still get paid as being one of the the second tier guys. And I think it's where most people would have Prescott, but he wants
2: more than that. He wants Russell Wilson money. And yeah, he wants. Uh, well, do you? Uh, and I know that was one of the things. Is he? It was like kind of. I think compared to like with Russell Wilson stuff. Do you think Prescott's worth that here? It's it's hard because I don't
1: think he's he's worth that. He's not as good as those players but do you really want to put yourself out there and look for another guy when you know what you have?
2: So that's also another thing with me is I think Prescott understands also that the Cowboys, that would be the thing is they would have to go out there and look for another guy, number one, and then number two. And it was showed. I just literally talked about it. There's no depth behind Prescott. So it is one of those things where it is, you know, it's an extra X amount of million. You know, he wants an extra 10 a year. I think he's being smart cuz I think he realizes like hey you guys need me. Like you know, we don't even know what's going to happen with Elliott here. You guys have no depth. Do you really want to go out and look for something I'm a good quarterback. You know, I gelled well with Cooper last year when he came here like you guys need to have me. So I think he's being smart. Do I think personally he's worth that kind of money? No, but I think in his situation right now, he he is. I think Dallas needs to have him. I also think he's not going to get it. They will settle on something.
1: That's what I've heard. There's some speculation that you know, he's going to ask for 40. He's going to get 32, 33, or something like that. And then the Cowboys can sell it to their fans better. Because I say, like, look, you know, we didn't give him the, the full 40, and Prescott's still going to have a ton of money. So it's going to, like, work out for both parties. Yeah. That, I think I think it's a hard sell to tell your fans, we just gave Dak Prescott the most money for a player ever. When it's like, what? guy's, you know, it was pretty good. Good, but not Aaron Rodgers, not Wilson, not Drew Brees, that kind of guy. So,
2: Yeah, no, I agree. So it'll, we'll see. This offseason has had a lot of uh, star players having some uh, – being in the news. And another one is uh, one of my least favorites. I don't know how you feel about him. I used to get mad when you said he wasn't the best wide receiver. Now I'd get mad if you said he was. <laughs> And, of course, that's Antonio Brown, who, first off, let me just say, let me just say, the true fans out there are diehard fans, our super fans, if you will, uh, who have been listening, remember me back in, like, March or something. I always like to talk about it. I even talk about it on the streets here. And these, you know, bar conversation, how I said Antonio Brown is starting to sell out. and. He's really, it's really starting to show more and more. And I honestly think, cause I know he got mad. He made that statement that said, if I don't get to play with my old helmet, I'm not even going to play yada, yada. And to me, I feel like that's him starting to be like, he thinks he just thinks he's this immortal guy that, Oh, Hey, if I don't play, that's going to really make you guys want me to play. And that'll force you to let me have my helmet. And they basically said, no, and they, he lost his grievance with them or whatever. And, uh, now after that happened, he was like, well, I was unhappy with the results, but, I'm excited to get healthy and play for the, my team and stuff. And it's like, yeah, like we knew you weren't going to not play because of a helmet. It was one of like, the yeah, one of the dumbest
1: but quickest like he, controversies just, ever. he just likes
2: to stay in the news. Now it seems like yeah, it does seem
1: like everything he's doing because yeah, that came out and then it was like Raiders aren't worried up, at all about yeah, him and missing they shouldn't be. And then um, yeah, there's stuff about like the you know the um, the frostbite thing was fake. It's like all this stuff like yeah, doctor
2: like, Twitter. <laughs> Yeah.
1: There's all all kinds of this kind of stuff, but then, yeah, with the with the helmet. And then he, after they said he wasn't going to be able to use it, and and he went on and said, like, he's going to try to find one that he likes that's still acceptable. Yeah. And he, like, asked fans to find it.
2: And I think he did, yeah, or something like that, or
1: he's having them help. It just, yeah, it's the weirdest thing. And then his agent said, like, no, he was never going to sit out for this. He was never going to retire. Especially his agent was never going to let him retire because... Said he was going to lose out on like thirty million dollars. It's it's insane. To be like, I don't like this helmet. I'm not going to play. So I, yeah, it's just he just wants he wants to be in the news, and I think this is his last chance because the Raiders still probably aren't going to be very good. Yeah. So once once the play starts, once you know he's going to start complaining about not getting the ball, that kind of stuff. It's not going to no one's going to care when they're when they're bad. And they're not the, they're not the Giants. They're not in New York. It's not going to be all over the news anymore. It's going to be forgotten. They they play in Oakland, but they're like nobody's team right now. They're,
2: yeah, exactly. It's gonna. It's not going to go great for him. No, I don't think so either. No, I've actually already gotten a few fantasy books, or I've gotten a fantasy book this year. And uh, speaking of which, we will actually give out – we will have a fantasy football podcast. I think one of these weeks we'll just dedicate sports completely to fantasy football. But uh, – I think uh, with that, though, I did get a book and it showed how I was. it was actually kind of interesting because it was for the first time it actually has Antonio Brown as like the sixth or seventh or eighth best wide receiver in fantasy now. Like they know right away, hey, he's on Oakland now. His numbers are going to drop him. And you've got DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, uh, Devontae Adams, o- Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, even Amari Cooper, I think I saw maybe on one of those ahead of him, like they're just Notable guys ahead of him now. He's uh, he's dropped.
1: Yeah, although I still think he'll put up numbers because yeah, the Raiders won't won't be good and they'll be throwing a lot. And yeah, I just think there'll there'll be a lot of opportunity for him. So I'm not ready to like drop him out of the top five like that. But I guess he said, "What if he did just like retire mid because he's mad or something?" It seems like he's that kind of guy now. Yeah, but I also feels like fake. It's like fake shit. No, like, it's, Rodman it's was legitimately honestly, crazy. He's, like, trying to do um, it.
2: It's almost like the way I'm looking at it, and maybe this is because I don't really care for the guy anymore, but it's almost, to me, like, he doesn't... Uh, he just thinks he's this immortal person where it's just like, hey, I'm I'm going to say this, and, you know, people, I'm going to get my way because I'm Antonio Brown, and I think and people are actually, like, not buying those bluffs, and they're kind of like, no, like, we're not going to let you do this. We're not going to let you do that. Oh, you want to leave? Then leave type thing. And it's kind of like, oh, oh. But it, it's just... He's just not a winner. He's never going to win, I don't think. He's just not a winner. He's going to end up quitting here soon and like try to be Mr. Hollywood, have all his money, and look back as maybe one of the biggest what-could-have-beens if he just had a good attitude. Like I remember when he signed the extension with the Steelers a couple years ago, and it was like he was so happy to be there, and it seemed like he was a good attitude. And then somewhere along the line, as Rocky Balboa said to his son, he stopped being you or whatever he said to him. It was something along those lines. Well, there is a theory
1: that he uh Here we go. got
2: a concussion from perfect. And that man. he's got gone kind of cuckoo since then. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's a fun fan conspiracy, yeah. but regardless, it's like those things are big time. I mean, who was it, McMahon or whatever that would just go absolutely haywire? Yeah. So hey, it's brain trauma's brain trauma, man. It's a real thing, and that is a nasty hit, and it's he's on the same team now, so yeah that's, that's true. That's really gotta be horrifying. <laughs> See him in practice, I would love to hear those conversations with those two because I'm sure they maybe you forgot still talk about it. but anyway, I think that's uh the NFL news I think we've uh well
0: how about we head on over to the al West? All right,
1: so if you've been listening, we've been uh, going through all the divisions in baseball, you know, talking about the teams, talking about the standings here. Uh, we're going to end that after this week here. We're, we're all done. The AOS is the last division here. So from here on out, like baseball, we'll, we'll talk, we'll still talk about it. And obviously the playoffs are yeah, coming soon. Um, but this is the last like really, you know, big segment here. So let's just get into it. AOS. West, it's obvious who the number one team is. The Houston Astros are yeah, the, the favorite to win the world series after what they've done the last week and a
2: half. And you know, I think they won nine in a row now. Yeah, they won. Uh, they're they have a doubleheader today. They won the early game, and then I just saw they're actually currently down three to one to Houston. I mean, wow, to Houston to Chicago, but that's only in like the third inning. That that lineup's too good.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. They're still seventy-eight and forty-one.
2: Yeah, best very
1: record good team. in baseball. I think tied with Dodgers or half game up something. Yeah, they beat a half game up now. I think. Uh, they're just incredible. Their offense. Is so deep. They've got multiple stars. Uh, George Springer is having his best year as a pro so far. Michael Brantley, who you know had like a really great season with the Indians like three, four years ago, and then had a good comeback season for him last year. He's been really good for them as a, a great offseason. Pick-up. Yeah, that's
2: that's helped because that lineup was already very deep, and now it's like a lineup that has Uriel, who's been one of their hotter hitters lately, batting like sixth in it or seventh. Yeah, and you just got there's just so many guys like
1: Altuve is still hitting they have, just it's and I, Correa, I it's like the the guys who we thought were gonna be like we were great like two years ago are kind of taking a back seat yet they're still great players
2: and I was saying this too is all their star players literally every single one of them Springer out Alt- except for Bregman I think for the most part but Springer Altuve Correa have all spent time on the DL this year and so and significant time too like a few like I want to say Correa was out for like a month or so and I'm my point to that is, is I feel like some of these guys have gotten to rest a little bit and it's a long season of baseball, a lot of travel. I think they're going to start really hitting well. Like they're starting to hit really well at the right time. They're going to have this in September. I mean, into August and they're going to carry it into September and then right into the playoffs and Houston's going to be a tough team to beat a really tough team. I mean, I just think if it is them versus the Yankees and the ALCS, if that's our pennant game this year, I just think Houston's pitching is too much for that for the Yankee bats, even though they are very good bats. But I just don't think Yankees pitching is going to be able to slow down Houston's hitting. And I think Houston's hitting can actually—I mean, Houston's pitching can somewhat slow down the Yankee hitting, especially if that series ends up being in Houston, which it looks like it will be. Yeah, I mean the Astros can throw out Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, maybe
1: the two best pitchers in the AL this year. Yeah, and now they have Zach Grinky. I don't really know. What the, where the rotation stands? Is Sanchez going to be in the rotation, or is he going to be bullpen? I would guess he's going to be bullpen. They've got like Peacock. They got a bunch of different yeah, guys. Yeah, that's like, the thing
2: is they're going to be able to put those guys in the bullpen and have a bunch of bullpen depth. But I think they don't need like five starters. I think you're good with usually, Verlander. Usually go with four. That's why Verlander, Verlander, Cole, uh, Greinke, and then I know there's got to be one other one that I'm forgetting, but I can't think of one of their. Yeah, I wonder who's going to be top of my head, but. Yeah.
1: But it's just, yeah, it's it's definitely the most complete team right now. Oh, yeah, they they really uh, are. But I thought they were last year, and
2: Boston still beat them. Yeah, and Boston so. is, uh, speaking of them, probably not even going to make the World Series. I mean, wow, not the World <laughs> Series. Probably not going to make the playoffs this year. I just saw as of yesterday, and they lost uh, yesterday on a walk-off home run. They're like eight games, eight and a half games out of the wild card spot now. They've really... Taking a stumble, they, they made a push earlier, but and then they said since that over. push, they've gone three and twelve now. Ooh, so yeah, that you can't yeah. you can't afford a streak like that. And uh, the other thing was, uh, um, the, speaking of the team, they just lost to the Indians. Fucking on fire! Yeah, sold possession in the first place. I re- never realized they were doing that well until I saw the standings. Because like I said, when I'm not betting, I'm not really paying as much attention as I usually am. And it was a wake-up call to me when I was watching the game yesterday, and I saw they were tied in uh, first place. And then, obviously, after the win yesterday, took over first place because Minnesota didn't play yesterday. And uh, I believe right now that Minnesota is up 3-1 on Milwaukee. And I think I saw that Cleveland was down 6-5. So we'll see. But regardless, whoever's not winning that division is getting the wild card spot. Yeah, it looks like at that point. And, uh, well, speaking of the second wild card, we have a
1: uh, a big contender here in the second place in the A.L. West, I don't know how they keep doing it. The Oakland A's sixty seven and fifty one. Yeah, uh, I I'm with you. I don't know either. <laughs> I just didn't see this coming this year, but um, I think they have they have the best left side of the infield in baseball in uh, Marcus Semien and Matt Chapman. Like just when you combine offense and defense, yeah, they're just both both great defenders, and that kind of makes up the core of their team. What's sad is um, I think one of our favorites, Chris Davis, not the. Orioles Chris Davis, who almost fought his coach, <laughs> but the K H uh, yeah, Chris Davis. We'd like to
2: call him Chris with the K. Yeah, he's not having that very very good of season. No, he's not having a Chris with the K type season. No, it's they kind sad of they really are like ragtag this year. I mean, like we all knew they were already a ragtag team, but this year it's like really ragtag. Especially that's what I have in my notes here. No
1: pitching stars. Like they their rotation has guys like Brett Anderson and Homer Bailey and. Other guys, since I can't think about? Can you, I was trying to think of their, yeah, like their number one really is. It's I don't I don't know what It's it gonna be it's gonna be hard if they do get that wild card spot. Like who's pitching for them? I mean their best pitcher had been Frankie Montas, and we know what happened to him. Got suspended. I don't know. He probably would be available for the playoffs then.
2: I think they – so that was the thing is they did say – when he did get suspended too, I think the A's were like doing well, but I don't think they were like a, a wild card team at the time. I think they were kind of like – They were there, but They were yeah, there, no. but yeah, I don't think they were a, a actual wild card team. And they talked about how he will come back a little bit before, but if I'm uh, – I could be wrong, but I could have sworn I heard some that because of like that suspension summit, something along the lines of he's not even – he's not eligible to pitch in the playoffs or something. That might be true. I think that's we should what look it is. up
1: and uh, get back to the
2: yeah because fans. that's a big thing but I th- I'm pretty sure he's not eligible to play in the playoffs I think I remember that being
1: something like that yeah yeah even, you can come back you serve your time but then you also have to miss the
2: playoffs of yeah. that season or something so that would be a big blow yeah it would have been nice to have him and I'm surprised they didn't I mean other than like you said Homer Bailey they didn't really I'm surprised they didn't make a try to get a bigger move. Maybe they, they could have they got another Cranky.
1: starter too. I forgot who it was. And they
2: saw Anderson who has moments, I guess, Brett Anderson I was looking but...
1: they're They're all like, just like soft tossers. Yeah. They're, none of them are like big power pitchers or anything. Just
2: And Hey, but if you have that defense behind you and you have a park, that's that big, you just yeah. let them put the ball in play. And that seems to be working for him. But, yeah. uh, still if Oakland, you know, gets that wild card game against Minnesota or Cleveland, it'll be on the road most likely. And I, I don't know. I have a tough time seeing, uh, it work out for them. Anything can happen in one game. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. I still remember they played that
1: one game playoff against the Royals. Yeah, when Oakland was, I think that game was. They were Kansas the best City. team.
2: Yeah, they were the best team all year, though. Uh, kind of. That must have been the year they fell off. I forget what year that uh was. That the year the Royals beat the Mets or lost or lost. It was to the, year the, the Royals lost to the Giants, I believe. The Giants. It was
1: the year the Angels got the best record. They
2: barely beat. That's out. right, because then the Royals had to play the Angels. And I remember yeah. being at game three with, uh, actually, rest in peace, where uh, that pitcher uh, Ventura pitched for uh, yeah. the Royals. Again, I remember I was at the playoff game. It was game two, and it was loud there, and it was Ventura versus who knows who, but Angels lost. And that's what I'm saying. That's the also, for our baseball fans out there, the casual baseball fan, that's the only time Mike Trout's been in the playoffs. It's true. It's- and that is sad. You think of every sport, the best player in every sport, all of them have not only been to the finals, but probably have championships. I mean, Brady, I mean, you want to quickly okay. save like Brady or whatever. I don't whatever. know about that. Well, who do you think is the best football player then? What? I'm saying I don't think all the best players have won a championship. No, I'm saying like the best oh. currently right currently, now. Currently? I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL, right? Okay. But I mean, if you're talking about guys that <laughs> haven't been there, have been there for more than 12 days. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Because obviously I could say, like, you know, you, right now when you think of hockey, okay, I'll say the players you think of. When you think basketball right now, a lot of times you think LeBron James, Curry, they all have rings, Durant. Basketball, you think, I mean, football, you think of Tom Brady. You don't think of Antonio Brown. You think of Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith. Andrew Luck. <laughs> Andrew Luck. Zero championship appearances. Yeah, he'll never Although get there. Although he did lose,
1: like, 40-1 to one in the AFC Championship that one time.
2: Actually, since we're talking about that really quick, also briefly I want to say, Fantasy football: three of the top, like five, quarterbacks are all from that division. It was uh no, it's not. That's not true. Two of them, Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck, are like top fantasy quarterbacks this year. And I was like, oh shit, they're all in the AFC South because obviously uh Nick Foles wasn't up there, and neither was Mariota. Like maybe top. Was oh, Mariota even the starter? How do
1: you know? I don't know. Blaine Gabbert's not back or something. No, they got a uh, Tannehill too.
2: Yeah, the ghost of Tannehill. Never. It's just so crazy to think. I always look back at that. If Matt Barkley didn't go one more season at USC, I think he would have ended up being on the Dolphins because he was rated ahead of Tannehill, and Tannehill went ahead of him because he wasn't in the draft. Would Barkley still be playing? I don't know. Isn't he still playing, actually? I don't know. I don't think was so. Wasn't like, he on the Bears or something? It's, like, it's not very promising. Yeah, he's like third string. I should say, would he be a successful quarterback? Yeah, that's different. All right. That USC curse,
1: man. Yeah. All right, well back to um baseball, as we we're talking. So, third place in the AL West. Yeah, well, the Angels, which is Texas Rangers, Tech- yeah, like I said. 59 what? and 59. That's the record. Wow. Uh, interesting season for them.
2: Joey Gallo has been really good, but he's missed also been really a bunch hurt. of time. Also, uh, my boy, one of my favorites that I've met, Hunter Pence had an All-Star start this year. Yeah. So, he was he's a DH guy, that's his career now. So and that's fine. Yeah. And he hits, but they have, doesn't they do have much else. Random guys, Willie Calhoun. Yeah, has, bat- mean, has been batting cleanup the last couple of times I've seen their lineup. Shin Elvis Andrews is like 45. Those Still going? Asians don't
1: age. Elvis Andrews is only 30. I looked it up. It seems like he's been around for a long,
2: long time. Okay, I would like to see a birth certificate on <laughs> Elvis Andrews because he it's not that he's been around forever, it's that he looks 35, 36. Yeah, I mean in my opinion. You never know. Oh. So. But, on the on the pitching side,
1: buddy, yeah, they've had a uh, I don't know a big surprise with Lance Lynn and Mike Miner. Both those guys have been Mike Miner's been fantastic, really, really good. And it's what do you expect out of them coming into the season? Yeah, I mean, Lance Lynn had a miserable season last year, where he looked like he gained like fifty pounds. He was with the Yankees and it was oh, yeah. kind of like
2: an embarrassment. wasn't in the rotation. I mean, and, he's bounced yeah. back in a huge wave. Well, no, he's he actually pitched. Uh, he's actually pitching today as we speak. But uh, Mike Miner's been incredible this year. He, uh, he's he got a, I want to say this, he still have a sub three ERA. I know he pitched like a complete game or eight either eight innings or complete game on like whatever day it was. I think Saturday or Sunday. And he had a great, it was Sunday. He had a nice start Sunday. He shut out the Brewers. And uh, he's looked good. So, yeah, Texas, not good. I mean, we knew they were going to probably start falling at some point, but that's the thing about baseball. It's such a long season that it is such a marathon that you get a lot of these teams that start off good. I mean, once we get to the last place team, we'll really talk about how they started. But, yeah. Yeah, this, this is where the Rangers are. They're a 500 team.
1: I don't know how they're going to get better, you know, make some big signing. I don't know what it is, but seem to be stuck as kind of a not horrible but not good team for the past few years. Yeah. Um, Their feet are in the mud. Now the next team has that uh, same experience too. The Angels at 58 and 62. Uh, they're going through a really rough stretch. Uh, they have Mike Trout, who um, I think he just might be the best player in the game. What do you think? Oh, yeah.
2: Just, just a little bit. Uh, he's probably going to get MVP again, I would imagine. He's, he's going to get that MVP with a fourth place finish. That's yeah. Nice. He uh, – is just having another great year. He's got 39 home runs. He's batting something. He's got. He's never going to hit like 330, but yeah. that's just the player is. But he's going to get on base. 45% you know, Well, yeah, of the and time. that's the thing. His on base percentage this year is leading the league. I believe it led the league last year too. I am pretty sure is, or at least I know his ob. Yeah, is, yeah, he was led it last year. He's leading it again this year, or he's and he's going to finish it with the lead again this year. He's just such a dangerous hitter, and he just. I just wish he was on a, like his team was better. I mean, I like him obviously being on the angels. So it's not like I say, I wish he was on like the Yankees or something or Dodgers, but I wish his team was better because he does hit a lot of those like showtime home runs where it's like you're down by two in the bottom of the eighth and he comes up and hits the two run home run with two outs and two strikes. And it's like, he just hits those clutch hits and home runs. And it's like, I just wish uh, we could see it more, but. Or I mean, not see it more, but see it more of like for meaning, not just like, oh, a game when they're down 15 games in the standings as opposed to, you know, a game where it's like, oh, shit, this put them back in first or something. But
1: yeah, it's funny how this happens. I, th- I think it seems to happen more in baseball because you just need so much more depth. But I feel like, you know, Griffey back when he was with the Mariners, they weren't ever good during his run. And then they actually got like really good once all their stars left. Yeah. But it just like, it's funny how it just he's been, Mike Trout's been so good, and he said one playoff appearance. And really, I don't know if they've ever even won. The, they've never won 90 games outside of that. They win like
2: 82 every year, it seems like. Yeah. So. And it, well, once Houston got really good, it's like they have no chance anymore to get that division. Because back when they were winning that division and stuff, Houston wasn't Houston yet.
0: Trout just bought a $9 million home in Newport Beach. I don't even think
2: that's that nice of a house.
0: It's okay. It's big. I'm just saying Newport, that's probably not... It's up the hill. Yeah. He can, and he can definitely afford more. But I think yeah. he's not that kind of person, though, to be honest. Like, I mean,
2: I'm sure he obviously can with that contract, but he just doesn't seem like... He seems just like a humble person. Like, he enjoys playing baseball. And why he, sign that contract? <laughs> what? Then why sign that contract? No, I mean, you want your money. Yeah, come on, Andy. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think he needs... If it's just him and his wife or something like that, I don't think he needs the Tom Brady-looking house that's uh, $40 million. I think
0: it's still eight-bedroom and... Eight bath and yeah. he's gonna rent out six of them. Yeah, okay. he's gonna Airbnb them, <laughs> share <laughs> rooms.
1: <Trickless>. <laughs> <laughs> Must be an Angels fan. <laughs> uh, but outside of Trout, their lineup is really n- not done too well. They had uh, a bright spot in Tommy La Stella, who
2: yeah, that was ended really sad. Hurt, so right before the uh, All Star game, too, he was actually an All Star this year. And it's sad, but they do have some young stars. I mean, I like David Fletcher a lot. I don't know if I'd call him a star. I, uh, future stars. He's, uh, Optimistic, yeah. He's been—he's he, a good hitter. Yeah, I know he's not wearing blue, Andy. So yeah. it's automatically not a future star because he's no vertigo. One guy hits two home runs that late in the game and has an actor's name, and we just think he's going to be the next best thing. And he's a catcher too. So that's I like Dave Fletcher. Good. Dave Fletcher is a good hitter. He's a good young hitter. Whether you want to admit that or not, He's batting like three hundred all year. So you'll take anything you can get. I guess. I mean, I don't give a shit.
1: But okay. Um yeah, they need more. They do they do have one of the best prospects in the game. I'm forgetting his name, but is it the that one black guy? It is. Uh Adele. Yes. Yeah. Joe Adele.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll see. We'll probably maybe next year we'll see him. Or does he come up at the end of this year? I think he's
1: still pretty young, but
2: yeah, maybe we'll see him at the end of the year. People are young. Yeah. I mean Trout came up when he was twenty. But I mean, look at him. (laughs) Bryce Harper, same thing. He came up very early. Yeah, I also feel like didn't Steven Strasburg come up really early? Or no, yeah, he did but He, college was, he time. was a
1: great college pitcher, so he was already I think twenty one yeah. or something. Yeah, that's. Smart. But he, I think he, I think he did come up the same year he's drafted, which happens sometimes. With
2: I'll, I'll never forget his debut start or whatever when he faced Milwaukee, and it was like holy shit, he is as advertised. But like a lot of these young star, stud pitchers that throw hard, it, uh, injuries always seem to be right around the corner. Just watching you.
1: I mean, he's actually been very healthy the last, like, four years. Yeah, but he's, he's had, just had not, his he's just not as dominant. And yeah. that's going to happen. That velocity is going to go down with age. Yeah, but he's still – he's been great this year, actually. I know we're not really supposed to be talking about the Nationals right now. Yeah. He was my Cy Young pick. Yeah, he no, he's –
2: He's not going to win it, but I'm standing by it.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. His teammate might.
2: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. The Angels just need pitching. If they could ever go out and get pitchers that gave a shit. I mean, I know we'll see what happens next year because Otani – will be coming back yeah, to being able I to forgot pitch. about that. Yeah. So, I mean, if we get that kind of pitching again from them, and then they do in the offseason go out and get some signings, and some of these young guys that have done pretty well can continue to do well, and you still have Mike Trout, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Let yeah, me, they've uh, had a real problem getting starting pitching.
0: Yeah, the starting pitching pitchers. has been their
2: biggest problem for a while, because believe it or not, I want to say last year or the year before, even when they weren't a playoff team, their bullpen actually was in, like, the top 10. They actually had a decent bullpen, but then this year it – just has imploded. I mean, that bullpen's. Yeah, and I would be concerned because there's just not a lot of pitchers
1: that you know, like reach the market. You saw this year; they actually had they signed two guys and it was
2: a disaster. Yeah, Matt Harvey and Cahill. Yeah, Matt Harvey um, is a. Uh, he was got they got rid of him, but I did he even go to anyone else yet? I don't
1: know. Someone picked him up, maybe, but for like a minor league deal or something. I don't know. But I went. What's? I mean. It was tragic, but their best their best guy this year was Skaggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is sad. So it's like when you, your pitching, wasn't even, about that, your pitching yeah. wasn't even good to begin with, and you
2: lose, like, you're kind of like your one guy that was actually pretty yeah, good. Was, it's crazy, that The Angels have actually had, like, a few former players and current players die over the last decade. It's pretty crazy. I know we talked about that on one of the podcasts when we talked about Skaggs' death, but... It's just wild that, you know, and like they talk about Albert Poulos, how he's gone through that twice now because he was also teammates with Daryl Kyle. Mm -hmm. We talked about that also on that podcast. But, yeah, it's just crazy to have to go through that. And, I mean, speaking with Albert Poulos, you know, when he signed that big contract, I know people, you obviously thought you would get, like, the Albert Poulos you saw in St. Louis, which they really never did. I mean, he did have a couple decent home run seasons, I think, but never had those St. Louis-type average seasons where he batted like 350 or something like that but you know they say at the end of the run i think one of the things is like when you signed him that long you knew though at the end of that his career hey he's gonna be up there hitting 700 home runs so you get those like kind of milestone games for him and i think honestly when he first got traded to uh the angels i want to say it wasn't unrealistic to say if he kept the pace he was on that he could have maybe got to like at least hank aaron babe ruth maybe even barry bond's area but because I was looking at it, and every year he played for St. Louis, he had at least 30 home runs or more. And then with the Angels, he's had like three seasons or so with 30 home runs or two, or I think two or three, but like four seasons, three, three or four seasons under 20. So it's like that's just not the Albert Pujols. And obviously a lot of those seasons were injuries, but if he could have kept that pace, hey, he could be right around 700 right now with still, what, a couple years to go probably?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he's just – he's actually – he's done.
2: It's sad. They don't know what to do. They got to pay him. It's and I think he's still such a likable person. It's like the only thing that would ever make sense is if he played his final year had one of those like Derek Jeter type years and he goes to St. Louis or something. But then I mean there's are no one want play. him cuz he has to play DH honestly at this play at this point.
1: Yeah, I really wonder if he'll ever have the pride to retire before the deal's up or if the Angels will ever just say, "We know we have to pay you, but we're not going to play you." We're going to release you or something. but i
2: think when we saw that game earlier this year when he went to st louis and how much that crowd still loves him and when he hit that home run they cheered for him they said it was the loudest a home stadium has ever been when like the opposing team hit a home run and they love him there it's just one of those things where i just feel like it'll somehow work out that he retires a cardinal
1: i think he uh didn't he sign in the, in his angels deal that he has
2: to wear an angels hat for his like hall of fame thing I was actually just gonna ask you if he did make the I mean if when he does make the Hall of Fame like how would he go in there as it would probably be an angel then I guess that's so what I think like he signed in the deal which is embarrassing because like yeah because it wasn't he's really only had
1: like two passable seasons as an angel not even like all star seasons like like seasons where it's like oh yeah he was pretty good yeah, but where the Cardinals he was the best he was the best player I mean he was I't say I don't know what my generation is but he's like he was the best player of my generation he's the best player of that decade when i was yeah. not growing up but you know high school age he was definitely yeah, the guy middle you were school of. high school yeah you're yeah. playing the
2: video games that's the guy who comes up and his box is blood red or yeah. whatever and it's like oh yeah this guy's hitting bombs like he was the best player on all those little video game things but yeah yeah just sad to see uh i mean unless he's still having fun i mean I, i'm sure he is and he's got a lot of like he does a lot of the charity stuff and golf tournament stuff and events i mean He's probably just enjoying the money, enjoying the time, goofing off. But there's All right, one more we got our team, last right? team, Yep, the Seattle Mariners at forty-eight and seventy-one, and they started off this season for the first—I almost want to say month—as definitely the first two, three weeks of the season is like the most dangerous hitting team. I think they were thirteen and two or something, yeah, and they started. were hitting. They were leading the league in home runs. They had that stretch where what was it—the first eighteen games of the year—they hit a home run in every game. And it was kind of like, oh, shit, man, this ragtag team of hitters is actually pretty good. You know, you had a uh, – did they have – what was it? Edwin Encarnacion. They did have Encarnacion at the time, who is now in the Yankees. Vogelbach, Vogelbach has been guy. a mo- – is a monster and has just hit like a monster. He's fun year. to watch. He's just a big guy. And it's yeah, like they had a uh, – It's only going to hit home runs, right? Sean and I actually went to a game this year where we got the nice Diamond Club seats, and it was against the Mariners and – we saw Jay Bruce and Vogelbach both hit home runs. Those guys are just meat-eating guys when they're up to bat.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, it doesn't work out over the course of the season. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a team that's got no direction either. Yeah. <laughs> they have no, no pitchers to speak of. Uh, I think, like, Mike Leek might have been their, their ace, and uh, he's gone. Yeah. Um, they signed that guy from Japan. Hoping like you know, oh yeah, we have had success with Japanese players. That didn't work out at all. They're they're very sad. <laughs> There's a lot of sad yeah, teams this year, and they're one of them. They're not the they're not the saddest. <laughs> no, they're not. But There's uh, I think we've definitely some that.
2: sadder, but yeah, it's
1: a bummer. I, mean, I don't know what you do if you're a Mariners fan. Like, what they I had a couple either. like decent seasons, and then but didn't actually reach the playoffs. Now.
2: They're approaching uh, rock bottom here. Yeah, it's not good for them. That division is going to be owned by the Houston Astros, I think, for a while to come. Yeah, there's they, no reason they could have a situation there like what the Atlanta Braves had for a while when they won like what, like 13 or 14 straight. Yeah, NL Easts or whatever it was. Yeah, or that team in the NL West that happened to have won six straight. Have they now? is on that their way to counting this year. Okay, no. well, good for them. So I'm saying, we could, yeah, it could definitely be a situation like that because this is going to be Houston's at least third in a row, right, or fourth. I want to say fifth.
1: But are you going to? I will say it fifth. <laughs> I, I think it. I think it has been. I think they had two years before they won the World Series. Yeah, that they made the playoffs. All right. Well, A.O. West. Yeah. Well, that before we go, we have one last thing. As we do, huh? You mean you? You do? Sean loves the one last thing. Uh, we have to mention Aristides Aquino. Oh, I, uh, you know, I was. Uh, thank you for reminding me of the Cincinnati Reds. That's his baseball name.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so the Reds traded Yasiel Puig. That was a weird way of
0: saying that. Yeah, it was. Puig it was like you got all like Plague. ethnic or something. Yeah. Like he
2: thought you were like in Cuba. Oh yeah, Mister Yasiel Puig.
0: Take your bandana off, Andy. Uh, he uh,
1: moved upstate to Cleveland.
2: Oh, how's he uh, liking it this time? Here? Leaving a
1: spot for some young guys here, including uh, this young man who happened to set the record for most home runs in his first 11 games, I think it was, or 12. I should have actually had the stats up here, but he, he's hit eight home runs already. So, yeah, and he it? had,
2: it was it was seven home runs in his first 10 games, and it was, what did he do, you do three, well, did he hit three in one game against Chicago? Didn't he hit three in one game twice or something? Or was that a different guy? Maybe. I don't know. It, I know it he was, just tore Chicago to pieces. He's like uh Leber Torres against the Baltimore Orioles this year. Yeah. Who has 26 home runs and 13 of them are against Baltimore, which is also pretty crazy. Baltimore's also really bad. Am good for him? Yeah, I can't tell if uh Andy's going to say Yeah. I'm uh, his looking stats up the, uh, or the, uh, Yeah, I'm th- trying th- to get into his the, phone.
1: The stats or if we are going to All right. So he has 8. He has 8 in his last 9 games. That's something. Yeah, that's so I believe something. it is that eight. Is something. I believe it's eight and 11, but I'm trying to. Eight home runs. Well, I know he games.
2: played today. He didn't hit a home run today. I don't know about yesterday because I know they did score like, I think they scored a good amount of runs yesterday. So maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But regardless, a lot of these. Uh, so the MLB, eight and 12. Okay. okay. The MLB has a lot of uh, exciting young players. I was just looking today how you've got that top of the order for Toronto is. Bichette, Biggio, and Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette was batting like 394 coming into today. It's like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has that mad power. This guy seems to be exciting. MLB is going to definitely have a – definitely has a good, f- bright future with a lot of these young, uh, exciting players, a lot of these power hitters and just young guys. So uh, it's good for the MLB. That, uh, and they got to market them. That's
1: They always say that's a problem. Yeah. You know, these guys are household it. names. They need to be.
2: Yeah. Like we need to get – you know, Cody Bellinger and some commercials. I agree. And the thing is, I know they've talked about it last year. Uh, when the commissioner kind of came out and said some of the all-star breaks saying I like Mike Trout's the best player. And it's like, but he's not, that's not who he is. He's not a Hollywood type guy of like, I want to be on these commercials or be in movies and stuff. And, you know, they need to start getting more baseball guys out there.
0: I'd love to see this commercial. Hi, I'm Mike Trout. And if you don't chew big reg, then fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he could do it. <laughs> Here I got hey, what's, that, what's that What's from? Ricky Bobby. Oh, okay, there it is. <laughs> Any so. of those kind of commercials, I'd be completely okay with seeing. Here's a good one
1: Will Smith on the mound, <laughs> pitching to Will Smith, the catcher.
0: Oh. Umpire are, takes off his mask? Will Smith. Will Smith. Okay, so this is like the Matrix meets his. Yeah. Well, who's movie? the third
2: Will Smith? Is there an umpire named Will Smith? <laughs> no,
1: the actor. <laughs> so they're all Will Smiths? Yeah, the picture. Because there's a new movie. picture Will Smith. Oh,
2: from the Giants. Okay, okay. I thought at first. You were thinking of actual Will Smith.
0: I went to the only one that matters. They can have everyone can be named Will Smith, but there's only one, and he was a fresh prince. Oh. There's
1: multiple Will Smiths throughout history, but
2: nope. I'm sure there are. I mean, Not what anymore. an Easy name,
0: William Smith.
2: Yeah, 1807. A- that was almost Andy's day. 1868. Died of horseback fall. Horseback <laughs> fall. <does> happened.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, is that going to wrap up sports? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 129. Make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, check out Entertainment Pod as well. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we have off-road Will Smith, Andy. Thank you and goodbye. And Tony Katz. Thank you. See you later.